Welcome to Living in Grand Rapids, the podcast. I am Josh May. I'm Ross Bacon. And we have a special guest, a very special guest with us today. We've got Kevin Polakovich from Treadstone Funding. We are excited to chat about lending in the West Michigan market, getting a local perspective. This is such a hot topic right now. So KP, Kevin, thanks for being here, man. We're excited to have you. Thanks for the invite. Great, great to be here. I followed you guys for a long time. Very impressed with the content you continue to put out and you do so on a regular basis. A lot of people talk about doing things like this, like a lot of things, very few execute. So great job guys executing at a super high level, bringing some great information to people out there. Nice job. All right, man. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. We've known Kevin forever and he's such a great resource in West Michigan. He's been in the business forever, which kind of leads me into my first question, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your history, a brief story here. What do you got? Yeah, forever. 20 years in the in the business uh, this year. So really excited about that. 18, 18 years ago, started Treadstone and uh, run the company, run the business, do all that. But what I'm really passionate about is working with clients. So do a lot of stuff and run in the office. We have nearly 100 employees here in West Michigan. We're the second biggest lender in Kent and Ottawa County. That said, what I really get excited about is working with clients. Uh, 80% of my day is still working with clients, helping them navigate the biggest purchase and the biggest financial decision in most people's lives. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. They don't take it with the gravity that they should. It's a big deal buying a house. Uh, anytime any one of our employees goes out and buys a house, they suddenly like, oh my gosh, this is stressful. I'm like, remember that work with people all the time. And it, it's super important to understand that. So yeah, 20 years uh, local, grew up in Grand Rapids, a uh, couple different businesses and in a short 20 years ago, fell into this business and uh, have enjoyed it and uh, see myself doing it the next 20 years, God willing. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to give Kevin some more props, not that he needs any more, but let me just tell you, you know, I've learned a lot from you over the years. I mean, you are highly successful at a, at a, at a national level, which is amazing. And what I, what I always admire about you is, you know, you're still in the business on a daily basis. You're still on those phone calls, on those zoom calls, meeting face to face with your clients on a daily business. So you make it really personal, which I want to give you some props for that. Cause we can all learn from that. So kudos to you, man. That's awesome. Thank you. If I can say something about that, Josh, I, I'll tell you, I look at you guys and how you run your business. I see the death of successful real estate agents all the time, real estate professionals. And the reason why they get too big, they get away from the kitchen table. They get away from sitting across from someone who is selling their house and they want to work with professionals like you, not somebody else and some other guy, an assistant to the assistant to the assistant. Like you guys operate at such a high level. Uh, it's really, really impressive. And it, it's a piece that I've been super focused on. You've got to be in front of the client. You have to help them. They, they, they're choosing to work with us. We need to take great care of them. We absolutely have an awesome support staff that helps us dot the I's across the T's. Probably things they do better than what we do, but we're really good at the point of sale. We're really good at helping them make the big decisions. And people like us being there with them is, is really important. You guys have done an awesome job doing that in the May team. Love it. Thank you. And Ross, I mean, you're in this every day, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've done tons of deals with, uh, with KP and his, his team over there. Fantastic to work with. We'll get a little bit more into it, you know, in, into the details. And uh, I think one of the key words today on this podcast is, you know, hear it a lot is navigate. 
and how important it is to navigate a market like this and uh, how difficult it can be. I think uh, a lot of uh, buyers entering this type of a market are a little overwhelmed. So we'll, we'll dive right into that with uh, Kevin and the three of us. I love it. What a great segue, because one of the first questions I've got on my mind right now is, you know, cutting through all the noise. There's a lot of noise out there right now. You know, a lot of noise as far as interest rates and appreciation and where's the market headed and what are the changes in the financial market? And let's break this down, KP. You know, what is your viewpoint on uh, the changing of interest rates actually mean to a buyer in today's market? What, 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 a, what a great question. Um, I found that a lot of people like to sell fear and I hate being fear sold, but let, let's strip down what, what fear looks like. And interest rates are going up. You got to do something right now. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Give you a good perspective here. A half percentage point moving interest rate on a $250,000 loan makes a difference of somewhere in the neighborhood of $70 a month. Now, don't get me wrong, $70 a month is a real number. Good luck taking your family with a couple of teenage boys and your wife and drive through the drive through at Chick-fil-A and spend less than $50 or $60, but it really shouldn't be something that's making a difference whether you're going to buy a house or not buy a house. So yes, interest rates have been historically low. To give you a perspective, when I got in the business 20 years ago, everyone was super excited because rates went below 8%. Rates went below 8% 20 years ago, and it was the talk of town. Everyone had to refinance. We've been in a trend in the last 20 years to continue to head down. It is going to be heading back up. I do not see dramatic changes. I do not see dramatic moves. We are heading up, but it shouldn't be a reason to not buy a house because rates moved up a little bit. In addition to that, rates are going to continue to go up. Uh, I see people sit around and say, well, I'm going to wait till rates come down. I'm going to wait until house prices come back down. It isn't going to happen. It isn't going to happen in, in the near future. Um, Josh, you and I and, and, and Ross and Scott and the rest of the group, we've all had conversations. Katie, we have conversations about where the market's going. And the bigger issue probably of waiting is the cost of waiting. And that's something that, that, that's better fitted for you guys. But the cost of waiting and looking at scarcity of housing and where it's going, that's probably a bigger issue than interest rates right now. Right. And I agree 100%. I mean, that gets into our reasons for acting now on financing. I mean, the cost in appreciation alone, I mean, all national economists right now are saying uh, in 2022, I just read this uh, last night, nationwide, uh, I think if Fannie Mae came out with a 11% appreciation expected over the next year. And that's in 2022. 2023, I think we're going to see more appreciation. 2024, 2025, you know, we're going to continue appreciating until the inventory issue solves itself. And that's not going to happen anytime soon. You know, $70 per month or $40,000, $50,000 over two or three years. I'll let the viewers pick what they would choose. I think we all know the answer though, right, Ross? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Seems pretty simple, but. The affordability thing is probably the bigger thing that scares me. When we look at our average house price in West Michigan compared to the rest of the country, we're still dramatically lower. And I think that's going to continue, but I do think we're going to continue to see an increase. Historically, you might see these national markets grow at a faster pace. I think the more affordable markets have good potential to grow even faster than the national. When I look around in, in a typical in a typical month, uh, my team, the number of people we help, probably 20% of those people are coming from out of area. Moving to Grand Rapids. Why are they moving to Grand Rapids? Affordability, great cost of living, 
We got a fantastic airport. You can work anywhere. Why are you working in a big, expensive market with crime and issues and this and that? You come to West Michigan. We're going to continue to see competition from outside coming in. So yes, the cost of weight that's going to go up, but I think it's going to. I think it has potential of even becoming more dramatic in the coming years because we're still so affordable compared to the national average. I think that a lot of things too. A lot of people, you know, it's, it's why wait. And, you know, I think a lot of people are experiencing. You know, like when I bought my first home. Uh, rates were, I got a six and a quarter. And uh, like you said, I was, everybody was hooting and hollering how great that was. Um, I think that everybody's worried right now. And that's the biggest thing about, I, I, I tell clients is, you know, why wait? You're, you're already thinking about it. You already got the ball rolling. You're already entertaining the idea. And, you know, a lot of people get FOMO and the fear of missing out there, you know, you're going to miss out on these historically low rates. And, and these are very like incredibly low rates. So it, it's, you know, the cost of waiting is something really this that term right there just kind of stuck out to me. The cost of waiting, um, you know, why? Why I always ask clients and buyers that why what are you waiting for? Um, and if it doesn't happen, then what? You know? Uh, so that, that really stood out to me. And I, I think that's something to really think. You know, about. Ross, to your point, the piece that I hear in a lot talking to clients, well, I'm going to wait till there's a correction in the market. And, you know, I hear stories about what happened in 2009 and 10. This is apples and oranges. Nine and ten, um, the big mortgage meltdown. There, it wasn't an inventory issue. It was a greed issue. It was an overbuilding issue. It was people think they could buy a house and make money overnight. And it was going to be great, and and it was uh, questionable lending practices. It was people buying multiple homes with little documentation, little creditworthiness, not having the financial means to do so. This is a completely different cycle. This is a inventory issue that is going to be with us for a very, very long time, years. Right. So I love this conversation and, and let's, let's be clear. I mean, we, we know it's a great time to buy. We also know that interest rates are historically low. We feel strongly that markets can appreciate and we feel very strongly that it is a highly competitive market. One of the most competitive markets the three of us have been a part of in our career. So let's let's change gears here. Let's talk about what buyers can do to be prepared on the financial side of things to compete in this market. Let's lay it out there, KP. What do you got? Well, I'll tell you this. It's never too early to make that initial phone call. I would love if it's to me, if it's not me, someone in our company. And if it's not us, just talk to your lender ahead of time. It's never too early. If you're thinking, you know, we're not ready until six months or eight months or some time frame down the road, it is never too early to talk because when you work with a good lender, we're going to get a good analysis of everything right now. We're going to look at credit. We're going to look at income. We're going to look at maybe you got a new job you want to take. Maybe talking about starting a new business, a variety of things. We can set you on a path. So when you really are ready to go, you know what that is. Instead of waiting two weeks or 30 days, and then you make that phone call and you find out there's something you just don't have time to fix. It's never too early to make the phone call. Well, you know, my, my, my credit report's only good for 120 days. I, I don't, I don't want to do that right now. Here's the thing. If you get pre-approved today, if you don't change anything, meaning your employment stays the same, your income stays the same to get better, you don't go take on a bunch of debt, you're going to be approved in six months, you're going to be approved in 12 months, as long as you don't change those underlying circumstances. So the sooner you become empowered and ask those questions and find it out, the better, regardless of when you think about buying right now is the time to do it if you're looking at it in the future. 
Well, I think that what's very important is one, they have nothing to lose having that initial conversation, nothing. That is exactly, that is setting the foundation for your home search right there. It's just having that conversation with the lender. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to, you know, first time home buyers or buyers entering the market who are reluctant and talking with the lender. They want to be out there looking at homes first. They just want to get an idea of what, you know, what, you know, what's going on. And, you know, sometimes you got to push like, hey, you have to have that conversation with the lender. We got to see where we're at. But I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a position where I've gone out and shown homes, especially earlier on in my career, you know, homes just aren't sticking around on the market. You don't have time to think about it and get your ducks in, in an order once you see a home that you like. So having that conversation with the buyer says you need to get things, you know, in order with the lender, because if you if we do go out and look at a home and we find that one that you're looking at and it's a Saturday you know, later afternoon, you know, you are going to be scrambling, you're going to be stressed out, you're going to be feeling the pressure because those offers are going to be due in 24 hours. Just from a stress standpoint, having all that in order is going to just make things so much more smoother and, and run, run like a well-oiled machine. 100% agree. Take the stress out of the equation and be prepared. And in this type of market, I mean, it is absolutely critical to get ahead of things. The more that you can get ahead of things, the better position you're going to be in to get that house. So get everything you can get done out of the way first, which is what you guys are chatting about. So one of the other things I want to touch on, and this is how, this is how we're going to wrap things up here, is this is a local lending conversation. So I see it every day. I see it all the time. KP, let me know how can a good local lender you know, separate themselves in this competitive market? So from a, a buyer perspective, um, most agents in most transaction in this marketplace are seeing multiple offers. They're seeing multiple offers across the board. Um, and that listing agent is going to work with the owner of that home to make the best decision on who's going to get this finance. Yes, the price is important. Yes, those things are all important. What's going to happen? What's the timing? What's everything else? But one of the biggest things is, is it going to close? And is it going to close on time and do have confidence in the lender? I will tell you right now, our commitment, we say it all the time. We close on time every time. When that listing agent looks at 20 or 30 different offers, Josh, weekly, I personally hear in our whole office here is we wanted a multiple offer situation because that listing agent knew we we're going to close, knew if there's an issue, you're going to pick up the phone and call me, we're going to fix it. And that's part of being local and being in this market, having the market share. We take great care of clients, take great care of the real estate community. We close on time every time. The other thing is this, any reputable lender, any reputable lender is lending the same money with very little variation. So work with someone you know, you like, you trust, and it's going to increase your likelihood of winning in a multiple offer situation. We think we're the solution for that. Coming from an agent's perspective too, I think working with a local lender, like kind of, you know, listening to hearing out your agent and, and considering the lenders that they're recommending. Um, for instance, you know, if I'm working with the buyer and I'm referring to Treadstone, I'm doing that because I know what I can get away with. Um, I know your process. I know exactly my what you know the expectations of going into it once we have that accepted offer. So I know how to structure my buyer's offer if they're working with the lender that I'm familiar with. Um, you know, there's a lot of variations in you know, like you said, navigating this market right now and how to navigate the multiple offer situations. That um, if I understand and know that lender that they're working with, I then can structure that offer in a way that I feel we're going to be the most competitive going up against the others. 100% agree. You know, and as a listing agent, I'll give you guys some props to end this. Today, 
we had a closing from Treadstone that closed seven days early. Seven days early was a big deal by Sellers are Ecstatic, beat out five other parties and uh, who you work with matters, 100%. So we'll let the viewers, uh, you know, of course, after you get back to doing your research on Treadstone funding, maybe giving them a shout if you're in the home buying market, we'll let you guys get back to living in Grand Rapids. And thank you, KP, for so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Just really an honor to be associated with you guys. You run a great business. And I'm telling you, having a professional represent you like the May Group is critical. You don't pay for them. They represent you. They get paid a small percentage of the sales price when you're representing as a buyer. It is so important to be well represented by professionals like these guys. So thank you for the opportunity, Josh. I love it. We'll let you guys get back to living in Grand Rapids. Have a great day. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to Living in Grand Rapids, the podcast. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at maygroupgr or online at marketgrandrapids.com.